you can't be kind to yourself, if you can't hold yourself with compassionate regard, how can you hold the world with compassionate regard? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the One Mind Meditation Podcast. My name is Morgan Dix, and this is a show about meditation, mindfulness, and your health. So today, it's just me. I am going to give a short review of this book I'm reading called Radical Acceptance. And before I do, I just want to thank all of you for tuning in. We've had a streak of really fantastic interviews over the last couple of months. And I haven't had a chance to really do one of these solo shows in quite a while. So I'm excited to do that. And I'm about to go on retreat this weekend. So actually, I'm leaving probably in about 20, 30 minutes. So I wanted to just quickly share some of my reflections with you about the thing that's influencing my own practice the most at the moment. And it's a book, as I mentioned in the beginning, by Tara Brack called Radical Acceptance. And it is really powerful. And I'm having a, a wonderful time reading it, digesting the contents, reflecting on it, and letting it just soak into my practice, my mind space, my being. And so I just wanted to share with you a little bit about that. So Tara Brack is a Buddhist teacher and a clinical psychotherapist. I think she's been teaching for a long time. And I think this book, this book is maybe, maybe it was published in 2000. It's an older book, maybe even before that. But let me tell you what radical acceptance is. Her basic premise is that we all suffer from a level of self-criticism and self-judgment that can be at times completely debilitating at the worst and leading to depression and negative downward spirals to more just a general unconsciousness on the more mild side of the spectrum. And all of it she refers to as the trance. The trans being things that we've talked about in this show before, just being lost in your head, being lost in the stories that you and I tell ourselves, which of course, as a meditator, you know something about that because meditation is all about being right here, being right now, tuning in to what you're feeling, tuning into this very moment. So she really talks about this practice, radical acceptance, as she says it it has two wings. The first wing is called clear seeing or mindfulness. And the second would be tenderness or compassion, self-compassion. And these are the two wings of radical acceptance. And you really can't do the practice unless you hold both of those together because if you're just practicing mindfulness, if you're just doing your practice coming into this moment and seeing where you've been lost, seeing where you've been caught in the trance, 
seeing what the story is that you're telling yourself in any given moment. If you don't then meet that with a open, gentle, tender, compassionate space, then you're likely to do what most of us do, which is you layer another story of self-judgment on that. You judge or you criticize what it is you're becoming mindful of, and you naturally, you and I, we kind of create these layers. So something happens, and you have a strong response to it, and then you become mindful of that strong response, and then you tend to feel bad about that strong response and maybe criticize yourself about that strong response, whether you're angry or sad or frustrated, whether you found yourself just lost on the past or ruminating on something in the present moment or just dreaming about the future, and then you, then you practice that clear seeing. It's really important in that moment again, according to this practice of radical acceptance, to meet that with an incredibly gentle space, to hold it, to see it, and not to judge yourself for the responses that you're having, not to judge yourself for becoming aware of where it is you're actually hanging out. So obviously, that's challenging. That's like a big deal, to begin to hold that delicate, or not hold, but cultivate, I would say, that place in yourself where on the one hand, you can pause in any given moment and see where you are, tune into what you're feeling, whatever that may be, on the one hand, so like stepping out of that trance through just a mindful pause. So on the one hand, doing that. And then on the other hand, holding everything that you're becoming aware of with real compassion. And I know for me, in part of this, I felt like, well, isn't this remedial? Isn't this just beginner's stuff? I've been meditating for 20-odd years and... You know, I, why does this, why is this impacting me so deeply? Why does this feel so important? Why, why am I moved by this? And I think the reason is because it is a big deal. I don't know how else to say it. I think cultivating this self-care, self-love, self-compassion, whatever you call it, I came from a school originally that really skewered that kind of thinking, a school of meditation. And I can see in retrospect the fallacy of that position because if you can't be kind to yourself, if you can't hold yourself with compassionate regard, how can you hold the world with compassionate regard? If your fundamental position in relationship to yourself and what you see about yourself is not compassionate, is not spacious, is not loving, if that's my relationship to myself, how can I love you? How can I love the world? How can I be at peace 
with things as they are, truly at peace, embracing them. How can I be compassionate with others and really genuinely empathize, genuinely embrace the other? And these are the questions now that are really alive for me reading this book, and it's powerful. I love it. And as you can tell, I'm really just at the beginning point of this inquiry because I'm, I'm only about 25% of the way through the book. But there have been a couple instances already, and I only st- I started reading the book about a week or two ago. There's been several instances already where I've just found myself in one of these moments where suddenly I could feel something happened. There was a, there was a stimulus, and something happened, and I instantly started to feel bad about it. It was a it was a trigger. I started to feel bad about something I did or something I said. In this case, it was like playing an ultimate frisbee game, and and I was really excited about the play, and I was getting really into it. And so something happened, and and I didn't have an altercation with someone, but I it, you know it just I was probably a little overexcited about something, and and then I apologize to the person and and you know that was that but like inside suddenly a whole story started to wind up in my head and really very quickly started to gain momentum projecting all sorts of things on to the other person thinking about what they were thinking about me and I and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about and I had to just I just paused And I came back just into my body, into the moment. And I just said, Morgan, it's okay. Whatever happened, you, you, you know, it's done. You took care of it. You're okay. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. There's nothing to fear here. And, you know, I love you. And this was, it was just like, that was probably not, you know, I'm giving you a snapshot of the conversation I had with myself. Those probably weren't the exact words or whatnot, but it was the spirit of it. And it was because the mindfulness was there. I became, started to become aware of everything sort of spiraling up or spiraling down as the case may be. But then it was my response to it. it was, it was just in that moment, seeing that this thing could start to ricochet into something bigger inside myself that would have, in the end, made me just feel not great about what was really a beautiful day and a beautiful game of Ultimate Frisbee and a beautiful kind of exchange of players on the field. You know, I could tell if I hadn't just paused and had that conversation with myself, I would have walked away with a completely different sense of the whole thing and I would have ended up feeling really bad and in the end everything everything was fine and so much of these things are just between me and me or you and you and and I imagine you know what I'm talking about so that was just an example for me of where Tara Brack's radical acceptance and and one of her tools which she calls the mindful pause came into play where I just stopped and then I really consciously 
evoked or practiced those two wings of radical acceptance. And I immediately, I immediately felt the benefit. I, I immediately felt also empowered to just, I guess, in a certain way, take control of the situation, but also create a different response, go a different direction. And I can't emphasize enough how powerful that was and how powerful it is and how how grateful I feel for this idea and this practice. So I wanted to share it with you and I may kind of share another podcast about this just to tell you a little bit more about how my own experience of the whole thing is going. But I thought I thought you might also benefit from my sharing with you about the practice and about radical acceptance if you don't know about it. And you can get the book on Kindle. You can get the book pretty much anywhere. It's a, it's, it's a pretty well-known book. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you have any questions or reflections or responses, please share them with me. You can do that either on Facebook or you can do it in the comments for this show on on the episode show notes page over at aboutmeditation.com. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating or a review over on iTunes. That is the single best way to help our show get in front of other people. And if you're interested in taking some meditation courses, some simple introductions to meditation or something a little bit more advanced, then we have courses over at aboutmeditation.com. I encourage you to check those out. If you sign up for our newsletter on our homepage, you can get a discount to one of our introductory courses, Meditation for Life. So please head on over there and check it out. And then let's end with a quote. And this one, again, from the Rigpa Glimpse of the Day says, Whatever you do, don't shut off your pain. Accept your pain and remain vulnerable. However desperate you become, accept your pain as it is. Because it is, in fact, trying to hand you a priceless gift. The chance of discovering through spiritual practice what lies beyond sorrow. Grief, Rumi wrote, can be the garden of compassion. If you keep your heart open through everything, your pain can become your greatest ally in your life's search for love and wisdom. <laughs>